Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Thursday. It's 8.35. We are live. The tech will prove to you today that we are live. Um, live, ready to go. Thursday morning, 8.35. Can only mean one thing. House of Property live in your offices, your cars, your living rooms. I imagine you've got the family sat around waiting for this right now. Um, it's Thursday. Grifter is with me as always. Um, Grifter, good morning. How the devil are you, my darling? I'm very, very well, thank you. Now, I just want to pick you up on one point there. You said the family are sat around you, but it's the big back-to-school day today, or big back-to-school week. Yeah. It's been nice to have them, but it's good to get rid of them, right? <gasps> yeah. Oh, Can't that's say that. terrible. That's terrible. So it's been an early start for me this morning. There's a lot gone on behind the scenes already to produce this. Yes, I know. I know. How do I do it? You know, sometimes I don't know how I do it. Anyway, the week has been good. It's flown by. It has gone so, so quick. Um, and, and you can't see all the jittery things behind the scenes, which I think is wonderful about podcasts because we are like two beautiful swans on the surface absolutely kicking away under the water because listeners you won't believe the uh the issues that have gone on this morning i've got my earphones uh, airpods in this morning uh i don't usually like to wear them because they fall out my ears which is a nightmare and we've had all kinds of sound issues so if i'm tinny i'm sorry um if martin isn't doing the right things i know it happens every week but i'm just apologizing this week for you all um and uh, and we've got a lot lot lined up for this show take it away martin what have our listeners got a lot to talk about this morning i would like to talk this morning about um mortgage rates what impact they are increasing what impact is having them all on the market you know you like the exciting stuff i want to talk about saturday tv i want to talk about what you should do when you're not in the office and mainly i want to know grifter what you do in the mornings but we'll perhaps come on to that in a bit okay all right cool so i wanted to follow up on last week where we were talking about uh getting up uh motivating our team and we've actually had one of our listeners get in touch with us and, and uh send me through this and it's called Twitter compliment now i'm holding it up so those that are listening you won't see this so i'm gonna i'm gonna read it out but i'll also um put a screenshot um, into the comments and post it up on our social pages too. But you know how you get, Martin, um, like on a notice board and it says babysitter wanted and then you have a little strip below, like five or eight strips, and, they, and you then pull it off, you rip it off, and it's got the person's mobile number on. Well, this is a that, take on, on that. That's the difference between you and me. You have babysitter wanted. I would see them saying house party and there's an address there. That's the difference <laughs> between you and me, Grifter. So this is take a compliment and you have the take a compliment at the top where you would normally put your advert and then the little strip below, um, which you cut and someone can rip off, you could pop up on your notice board uh, in the hallway going through. You could use this at home as well as in the office. And it was things like, um, I love your sense of humour. Uh, you are so smart. You're awesome. You make a difference. And it was just, it was that additional kind of take on the motivational or funny oh. quote. Um, that we did last week. So thank you very much um, for that. It, A, it proves that we've got some listeners uh, and we're actually engaging, which is wonderful. But it's really, really great to get the feedback. So I'll post that up in the comments. So that, that was my first thing. Love that. Love that. That's good. Lots, lots have been brilliant. Some great ideas knocking about about wall art and little quips you put on the, um, um, on the wall. I am 
I went to, I was in a shared office on Monday, COVID free zone, and um, the toilet had been sponsored by another toilet in a third world country. So they were spent, sent some money to another toilet. And then there's a picture of this shack and it was twinned with this other toilet, which I thought was very funny, um, but also very, very good. And, um, and uh, in the right spirit of things as well, which is excellent. So um, I would, let's, people love our banter and our chat and want to know what you get up to in the mornings. Um, but we should just for a moment talk about the housing market. Um, yeah. Last week's show is it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, and we're feeling good. Um, but actually, now we have a new prime minister. Um, first question I have to ask of you because I think this is the first time ever. What is it like having a prime minister that's younger than you? Dude, I can't believe you said that. I thought this was about being empowering each other and supporting that you sit on my shoulders and I sit on yours. Where's that goodwill gone? Honestly, are you? You said not to swear this show, and I'm very much going down the route of being a bit sweary shortly. <laughs> in in young Liz, we trust. Um, so, new prime minister. Um, the new Prime Minister is the new housing minister, 87th in the last 10 years or something like that. It's not 87, but it feels like it, doesn't it? Promise the same old stuff um, that is going to fix the world and build more houses and um, hopefully regulate letting in estate agents. Fingers crossed. Hey, never mind. Mm -hmm. see. Um, but so one of the things, and I'll ask you about your week in a second. One of the things I've done this week, apart from being in a shared office with a sponsored toilet, is spend some time with a group of absolutely awesome mortgage advisors you know sometimes you get to a meeting and the people that are at that meeting are so just buzzy and positive and upbeat that it really rubs off on you and even though you're doing the presentation yeah. and your the idea is that you inspire them they inspire you in equal measures and it was one of those mm -hmm. meetings absolutely mega but what was interesting to hear from the mortgage market point of view is that rates are going up so mm -hmm. cash your mind back probably only as much as eight months ago and you get an in, a mortgage rate at just over 1%. Mortgage rates are now, no surprise because interest rates have gone up, between 35 and 4%. Um, we were in a NatWest building, a NatWest office. Other lenders are available. And um, they've, they've brought back tracker mortgages. I imagine you've perhaps got people who work in your office that don't remember what tracker mortgages are when they were all here 10 years ago where they tracked the base yep. rate. Um, so a bit of a gamble there, but nicely that trackers are also back. I know a lot of people did very well on tracker mortgages um, 10, 15 years ago when the interest rates plummeted and mortgage rates followed. Um, so if interest rates have gone up and mortgage rates have gone up, is that going to have an impact on affordability from buyers, Grifter? And if so, what are you saying to people? So it definitely is going to have an impact. And thank you. Is that the challenging question of the week? So thanks for that one. That's a little careful. Um, so, yeah, obviously, experts are predicting that interest rates are going to go up even higher um, and inflation could potentially hit 15% by early 2023, all of which is going to have an implication. So I would have said whatever anyone is doing, irrespective of their term, if they have a mortgage, it is worth renewing it now, worth reviewing it worth looking at it um, you might make a saving speak to a mortgage advisor i'm not obviously giving any financial advice no. here but yeah and this is where we come back to education isn't it and and actually knowing knowing your figures and knowing how much um a quarter of percent rise might be in the pocket of a first-time buyer 
or a second time mover or someone who's downsizing. So I think that's that's really important. But also, we always talk on this show about don't prep the things you can't change. You know, only, you know, don't, what's well, the wording? I, thought, I, I can't think, what is it? It's, control what you can control. Control what you can control. And again, the, the interest rates, that's all kind of ahead of you. And this is the crystal ball we, we don't we don't have, although we kind of know where we're going. But don't speculate it. Just be there giving your professional advice Yeah, as to this is the situation. But at the moment, a lot of people, and I think we've talked on this day before, is it something like, and I'm probably plucking a figure out of the air and it's probably wrong, but 99% of all statistics are. Um, that 75% of mortgages that are, are fixed, so any potential interest rate rise isn't going to affect those. Go on, interject. So this is interesting. So one of the things that we were talking about yesterday as a group was that um, traditionally people would start reviewing, coming towards the end of their fixed term and start talking about it with their mortgage advisors two months before the end of the fixed term. That was right. the average. Now... Because people are focusing on their um, their future spending, they're now looking at it six months before. So here's a quick win for estate agents out there. You go back to your completions from 18 months ago, where most people are on a two-year fixed rate mortgage, yes? And you pick the phone up and say, interest, mortgage rates, interest rates gone up, mortgage rates are changing. Um, I don't know when you're two, if you're on a two-year fixed or not, but if you're on a fixed rate mortgage coming to an end, let me put you in touch with my mortgage advisor so they can have a chat with you and give you an up-to-date advice of what's going on in the market. Boom. There's your ancillary income in catching. Move on. Yeah. So great and great content. Easy content. Easy conversation to be having with people. Um, of course, um, affordability will change, but again, there's still a huge imbalance between supply and demand. Even if we are swinging towards more of a um, buyer's market than a seller's market, not entirely, but maybe the balance is starting to level a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, are we going to talk about the market now? Tell me about your week and what's going on in the market, Gavin. Well, like I've said on past days, the week just gets quicker and quicker and quicker. I can't believe it's been Thursday already. Um, we've had about 30 seconds to plan our show today, haven't we? So we're absolutely going by the seat of our pants today. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Um, <laughs> so um, it's weird because last week I was definitely, definitely saying, you know, we have switched to this harder market. This week, I'm sort of saying, you know what? There's actually a few more buyers around. There's harder discussions to have with vendors, but and, and the market potentially is stabilised. So we're getting offers at or just below the guide price. But there's still plenty of buyers out there viewing. Yeah, the buyers are still there. I think there's probably less of them. But then we've registered lots of applicants this week. So. And I know it's really hard when you're a small agency to be able to benchmark yourself against what your competition are doing or what other agents are doing up and down the country, isn't it? It's really hard. Yeah. yeah? yeah. So actually, you need to go back, and I know we talked about this before, go back to 2019 to see how it is, because how it feels day in, day out when you're busy and actually looking at your facts and stats and figures can often be quite a different kind of uh, reality check, isn't it? So, yeah. but it's been it's been busy. Lettings, oh my god, lettings absolutely through the roof. Offers over really great tenants. Landlords being able to choose who they get in their property, but also some really nice properties coming up for rent. So, I just said five years ago, a landlord would just go right. 
switch the tenant over, get another one in, and we might have six weeks void. Now they're going, I just need a week because I'm going to redecorate throughout. And I think the, the quality of rental accommodation has gone up because landlords want the tenant to have a really great home. And, and, and the better they present it, the better the tenant look after it. And I think that's quite a different different thing that actually renting a property now isn't just, oh, they'll just take that. They're going, no, I'm going to put a new kitchen in because I want them to have a nice <clears> kitchen and I, I would want to rent a property with that kind of accommodation. I think that's a little subtle sort of mindset. But with the tenants, isn't it? Put them in a pigsty, they treat it like a pigsty, put them in a palace, put it like a palace. I mean, it doesn't need to be a tenant, it can be anybody. You know what I mean? That's how we live, isn't it? Um, the uh, That's interesting that you're saying that 98 to 100% of the asking price. I still see that as a very healthy housing market. My concern yeah. is that we perhaps have three years of activity behind us. And some people have only worked in that market where um, you got 102 to 105% of the asking price doesn't make 98 to 100% of the asking price of the correct asking price, as long as it's priced realistically, a bad market. We are in a very good market. We're just coming out of a booming market. These doom mongers are getting on my wick because there is a good housing market out there. Yes, some people will go to the wall because they're idle. Some people go to the wall because they've badly managed their business. It doesn't make them bad estate agents. It just means they're not experienced in a more challenging market. You know, let's... You know, and we can help those people. But anybody that's been in agency for the last three years, your job has changed. And it has changed dramatically from being a order taker to a deal maker. But it doesn't mean that it's a bad market. This is a market where you can make things happen and excel. I can show you a bad market. It was 2008, where transactions went from 1.6 million in a year to 600,000 in a year. That is a bad market. No one could get a mortgage. You went from thousands of products out there for somebody to get a mortgage to overnight having three products to choose from. That is a bad market. This is not a bad market. Stop being doom-mongering. And tell the media and Laura Klunsberg the same, you know? It's just yeah. the buyers now that are actually able to be buyers where six months ago or even three months ago, they were competing with 30 other people. They wouldn't have been a buyer yeah. at all then because there were people outbidding them. Now yeah. they're a buyer. So grab that and keep going with it. It's a good market. Get some so our advice, so our advice is to be proactive, not yes. reactive. So this comes back to what you were saying about the... I've got on a rattle now. Uh, this will come back to control <laughs> what you can control. Stephen Covey's mm. Seven Habits of a Highly Effective or Efficient Person. Get the book if you've not got it. He's got packed full of amazing tips and one of the things he talks about is the circle of influence and the circle of control um and the circle of influence is that right circle of anyway so, so yeah. yeah so the things that you can control and can influence are things like how proactive you are your mindset do you make the bed in the morning do you uh, how, do you get on the telephone or do you email somebody i had a, somebody come to me the other day they had an offer come in they received an email from their estate agent saying that, that not only that buyer withdrawn their offer, their advice is now to drop the price by 8% on email. So they could have picked the phone right. up. They could have done a video call. They could have gone and seen them yeah. to deliver that bad news. They hmm. did it by email. That person is now withdrawn from their service. Um, we always say, on. don't we, deliver bad news in person or on the phone. That. Yeah, you can control that, can't you? You know, that's what you can control. 
how proactive you are, how hard you work, what conversation, what self-development you do, what training you put yourself through at the moment because the market is changing. This is yeah. things that you can control. What you can't control is how many transactions there are. You can't control what interest rates are doing. You can't control what pricing you do is, is happening out there. But there is a market. Take full advantage of the market. Right. So to get you off your soapbox then, what do you do every day? This is your tough question, yeah. As an estate agent, what do you do every day in a nutshell? Are you looking for a cheesy answer or a proper answer? No, no, no. It's entirely up to you. It's a tough question. It's your tough question. Um, I remember saying this in a manager's meeting. Someone said, I make people's dreams come true. Um, I, um, I would probably say that I spend most of my day solving problems or overcoming challenges. Yeah, solving problems. That is what we do, isn't it? Day in, day out. Yeah. So we might have our to-do list and we don't get through it, but that is what we do. We solve problems. Okay. Yeah. yeah we make people's dreams come true. Yeah. We're property matchmakers, all of that. that. <laughs> um, but we solve, we solve people's problems. So what is the problem that people have got at the moment? What is the biggest question that we're being asked? Because surely we should be trying to put the cart before the horse there and answer some of the questions that, that we're being asked all the time and solve the problem before it becomes an issue. So if you were talking to the general populace, Joe public, who see what is happening in the housing market all around pricing, don't they? It's all house yep. prices. We know that it's more, the better key indicators are mortgage approvals and house transactions. Yep. That's how you yep. know what's going on in the market. Yeah. But mm -hmm. the general public see it's all about price um, what is it price going up or price going down um, so therefore and then and, and do they then like well do we move up market do we sit on our hands do we do we sell now do we have a price at level will there will there be a correction do we jump into rented all those sorts of but i remember when we had prices genuinely falling in 24 years i've only seen prices fall in a year twice um and it's a great time to move up market isn't it when prices are coming down because the, yeah. the prices are concertining together. So yeah. the percentage difference is yeah. better. So um, so there's an angle for a bit of content, isn't it? Our price is falling in your area. It's a brilliant time to move up market. Boom. Um, yeah, there's loads of content that you can do. It's solving problems and looking at what people are asking, isn't it? And what are they asking really you, Griffin? So this week, um, it's very much about, uh, oh, my God, am I not going to be able to put my rents up because of the Scottish announcement? So that's quite a tricky one because, obviously, don't have a crystal ball. We might go down the route of Scotland. But actually, at this point in time, no, you are free to, to put your rents up within reason. But that's a whole different conversation because do you want to put your rent up because of the impact of the cost of living? And as a yeah. landlord, and I've had this conversation multiple times this week, uh, do you really want to put your rent up? Because at the end of the day, it's going to be the tenant credit card company that are going to be paid first. They're going to pay their electric bill. They're going to pay their gas bill. They're going to pay their broadband and their mobile. And you as a landlord come right at the bottom of that. And actually, if they miss a month, there's not a lot you can do. Yeah. So then they're, say, £800 behind and that gets on their shoulders. Then the next month comes. Yeah. And they're sixteen hundred pounds, and then all of a sudden it's insurmountable amount of debt they've suddenly got a service, and you're there kind of going, "What's going on? What's going on?" And and they know the process often. So my my point at the moment is, 
don't put rents up wait through to the end of the year Let, let's see what the, the great new prime minister comes out with in the next 24 hours or so but just sit back and and, and let your tenant enjoy their home enjoy the income you've got because for the sake of 25 pound or 50 pound a month that could be the difference between having your rent and not yeah, yeah? just because of how the hierarchical process of payments for a tenant goes at this point in time just my opinion i like it um the um so i did want to um, ask you a question yeah what kind of drink can be bitter or sweet i don't know what kind of drink can be bitter or sweet reality reality excellent and so we did promise at the start of the show to discuss what you get up to in the morning. I think this is really important. And I was reading an article on this earlier on in the week about people's morning rituals. And there's a very, yeah. um, very good, if you if you look on morning motivation on YouTube, for example, there's a military officer from um, America talking about the fact that the first thing you do in the morning is get out of bed and make your bed. The reason being is that in your mind, you've already achieved something. You've made your bed. You've not left your bedroom yet, but you've achieved something by making your bed. I remember you and I being at a conference recently where the speaker advised us that the first thing we do in the morning is to be grateful that we've not got toothache. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you do in the morning, Grifter? This is about starting your day right, isn't it? A morning morning routine. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Right, so obviously I wake up, get out of bed. Do you have an alarm? No, I'm quite an early riser. So I like to sleep with the curtains open. So I kind of like wake up with the, the, the sun or the sun coming up. Yeah, sunrise. So that's what I So I'm up usually quite early. Um, so I'll get out of bed. I will then go um, wash my face, clean my teeth, go downstairs, let the dogs out. Right. I do yeah. not make my bed in the morning. What? Yeah, I don't. Okay. I, I kind You're of like a tramp. Go, You're nothing yeah. but a tramp. Oh, I think it's different priorities, you see. And actually, make it work bad. I just say, oh, God, I'll do that, Lisa. So do you get back into bed with it just being like a mess? Yeah. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Wake up early. That's my morning routine. You get loads done. While the house is asleep, you can get loads achieved. I'm quite like on it in the morning. So if I'm not going out, I say go out for a run because I'm not running at the moment. It's not just it anyway. But anyway, um, get up. I actually quite like to make a to-do list. And because and, I'm fresh, I'm waiting for the kettle to boil. Um, and it's very slow at the moment because obviously oil is very expensive. So the argus takes forever at the moment. Um, so, and then I make my to-do list. Uh, I, do go, I, don't, I do not go. I do not I know middle class problems. Um, I do not go and text property industry eye or um, anything like that but i will in the mornings now go and have a little look at linkedin um go and have a look at linkedin i love that my mum's just put a note out going mum makes your bed sometimes i love your mum she's a she's awesome isn't she hey eh? she's mom. a ledge she's a ledge in the morning i think sometimes getting up early and having a bit of time for yourself is really important and that sets me up for the day and that i think for me personally is more important than making the bloody bed okay no i'll tell you that. so i i posed the question to this group of mortgage advisors yesterday i asked them are they morning people most of them put their hands up 
And I said, when do they first and when do they first look at their emails? When do you first look at your emails, Grifter? Uh, when I'm downstairs waiting for the kettle to boil. So literally you get out of bed and check your emails, don't you? No, no, I don't. No, because I turn my phone off at night. Otherwise it keeps blip, blip, blip all through the night. So I will turn it on, leave it on the side and go and put the dogs out. Okay, okay. So yeah. a number of people in the room I did yesterday were looking at their emails before they get out of bed. They were looking at their emails as part of their breakfast routine. They were looking at their emails when they sat on the loom. Um, it was, um, there was email being digesting the most. So they're saying they're morning people and using up some of their most vital energy on reviewing emails. It's funny, isn't it? Um, how we are, boom, straight into it um, in that kind of way. Um, another question I've got for you then. So morning routine, really important. I think it's important we set the day up right. Yeah. Give yourself time. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. Spending time for you. I was listening to Chris yeah. Evans this morning. He's just 17, yesterday morning, 17 minutes of yoga prior to the start of every show. He starts at half past six in the morning. Really? Um, really? Yeah. Really? Uh, sorry, not yoga. Not yoga. Meditation. Oh. Meditation. 17 minutes of meditation before. Um, but some people do yoga, don't they? Um, so on a serious note, I was thinking earlier on this week about the time when I had just started a new job and I sent an email, internal email to a member of staff that I had never met and um, she was on holiday and her out of office pinged back to me and said, I'm bobbing along on the med, don't re not really giving a thought about you. Um, which was an interesting way to get a first impression with somebody. Turns out she'd also put that as an external email as well, um, which was <laughs> uh, a bit of a problem. So it made me start thinking about, and there's something on LinkedIn today, which I'm happy to share with people, um, about mm. the ideal automatic response when you're out of the office. And it made suddenly thinking that mm. I know that you're out of the office a lot at the moment. There's lots of appointments mm. going on, lots of market appraisals this time of the year, people wanting to find out what's happening, people still under the impression they can go to the market and be in their new house for Christmas. Yeah, right. Um, I heard an agent say that yesterday, but put a video out there saying, you get on the market now, you'll be in your new home for Christmas. Oh, I'm thinking, crikey, right, yeah. what, what advice is that? Anyway. So that's um, quite interesting then. So that's got me thinking, because the bane of my life for the last two weeks, because when it's busier with appraisals, is email. You're fighting an email monster, an email battle. So the person sending you that email doesn't know that you're not going to access that immediately and they're going to expect a response but during the week so i would only put my out of office on if i was going on holiday but what yes. you're saying is actually if you've got a busy week you should put your out of office on to buy you some time is that what you're yes. saying right okay but all right if the wording is correct what I don't like right. is I am in a number of appointments today and we'll call uh, email you back when I can. That's just a horrible yes. email. So uh, it may start me thinking there's a big conference coming up in a couple of weeks' time, EA Masters. And yep. um, rather than just putting I'm out of the office, what this article on LinkedIn was saying, which I thought was very good. Um, Hi, everybody. Excited to be attending EA Masters, which means I'll be out of the office on this date or until this date with some access to emails and calls but I'll be available at this date during our usual business hours. I'm looking forward to self-development and coming back with lots of ideas that will benefit my customers. I thought, what I a think. clever out of the office, you know? And so it's just like thinking it. about the wording that would help you buy you some time. And maybe it's just communicating with people, you know? I won't be able to access my emails until five o'clock this evening, then I will be able to come back to you. If there is an email that's important, please telephone this number or email this, forward it on to me. I don't know. 
I, I haven't thought of all the options. I particularly like the out of office on an event one. Yeah. But just having I a really bit like more that. exciting about it. I really like that. So you could, and we're just kind of like spitballing this at the minute, aren't we? So so I'm busy at the minute out and about uh, doing lots of appraisals. So you could turn around and have it on the basis that thank you for email. We really value it. But in, in a really nice, and get some of your personality across, couldn't yes. you? You know, and yeah. that, I'm I'm super busy today, but your this email is really important. But I won't be able to get back to the evening into the evening because we well, don't want to say because you're doing this many valuations, but you want to say the market has it is still there, that it's yeah. stabilised, but we're really busy, so bear with us. You just want to get that personality across, don't you? Get your personality across. I think it's important. Out of office, very very good. Um, I can see that I've only got a few minutes to spare, and I want to talk to you about Saturday night TV. Do you watch TV on a Saturday night, Grifter? Um, no, you're out partying and you know, oh, no, I'm not. It, no, <laughs> but the rest of us are uh, watching Strictly Come Dancing or this week just gone The Voice. The Voice, mm. you get a chance to watch The Voice. Tom Jones is this incredible tribute to his deceased wife. Oh, dear yeah. me, I was in those bits. Um, but also, Mark Howard of Liberty Gate Estate Agents in Nottingham sang his little socks off, um, and um, got some spinning chairs. You know the concept, of the voice, the chair spins, yes. Um, yeah. And Tom Jones, he picked Tom Jones to be his coach, his in team. Tom, can you imagine being an estate agent, being in team Tom? Um, estate agents getting everywhere, aren't they? I was also watching uh, MasterChef, the celebrity MasterChef one. Um, and there was some letting agent from your neck of the woods that went on Love Island. Apparently now she's a celebrity. Um, she was um, out there doing, um, doing um, celebrity MasterChef as you would say now. So um, Saturday Night TV is on the up and up. Mark Howard, hope he does well. Keep an eye out for him. It'll be excellent. Number one, not only as an estate agent, but also in the charts. I don't know him. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So to wrap up this week's show, we've talked about solving problems, what people ask. We've talked about being proactive, not reactive. We've talked about what's reality. Uh, my kind of key takeaway is the fact uh, that we need to be advising on the mortgage side of things and the impact of that. We've got a new prime minister. It's exciting times on the horizon, crossing everything here. Um, we've talked about morning rituals, starting your day right, haven't we? Um, and just go for it, smash this week. Next week, we're going to talk about facts and figures and things that we need to do to work through to the end of the year. Um, but the other key takeaway has been out of office. Use it. It's there. You can really make a difference here. Get your personality across. So we will catch up with you next week. Have a great, great week, everyone. Keep selling. Keep letting. Be happy. Be kind. Take care.